Hello and welcome to another episode of Need to Read. This was a little bit of a Brucey bonus episode, if I'm honest. Uh, chatting with George Pritchard, he is a director of events at Defected Records, which is like a house music company. I don't know what they're called, but they do good music and they run events and they make a lot of people happy through the community of dance culture, rave culture. And I wanted to have a chat with him about like mental health, the effects of raving on mental health, because it can be seen as a great thing for people's mental health, and it can also be the start of a bit of a downfall for some people, unfortunately. So I wanted to get into that with him and have a chat with him about that. So if that's what you're into, you're in luck. If not, listen anyway. Before we get into it, the podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and I'm super, super proud to say that they are because, honestly, therapy changed my life. Speaking through what was going on in my head and getting to understand myself on a deeper level through therapy has been so, so helpful and really helped me align with sort of what I feel I'm meant to be doing. And I will spread that message whether I'm sponsored by them or not. But BetterHelp provide an online therapy service to millions of people around the world and I get great feedback from the need to read listeners that use it which is fantastic for me because I'm helping people change their lives in a really positive way if you feel like therapy is something that will be helpful for you sort of a bit of a clue here it probably will be go to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read you'll get 10% off your first month but it's not necessarily that it's about the money although it is cheaper than your standard face-to-face counseling you can be speaking to a therapist within 48 hours. All you have to do is fill out a quick survey of how you're feeling. They'll match you with a therapist that suits your needs. And from there, the ball is rolling, as they say. So that's betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read. But let's get in. We'll get going now. Yep. George, welcome to a need to read. If you want to move the mic a little bit closer to you. There we go. Yeah, just get it about a fist away from your face. Sounds yeah sweet fisted my face (laughs) (laughs) well welcome to an e3 thanks for agreeing to come on Um, thanks for having me man obviously today it's a bit weird because we've just been talking for the last like half an hour but we're going to be talking about raven mental health a few books um and just a bit of a discussion about that so obviously any questions you want to throw at me throughout this just just throw them straight back so it doesn't feel like i'm interviewing you for a job yeah interrogating me <clears throat> yeah yeah so um you've been in like the rave scene music scene for how many years 13 years now 13 um, years yeah 13 years ago um it's been uh it's been a long journey but a fun journey yeah really really fun journey how, how did you get into it um i came back i i did the i traveled uh, around australia for a year yeah um and i came back home and my dad, my uncle, and my cousin were going over to Ibiza because my cousin Rebecca owned a bar club in yeah. Ibiza called Plastic, um, which originated as Plastic Fantastic, which was a record vinyl store. Okay. Uh, and then it grew to like my auntie selling sandwiches to then selling beers. Then it moved to a club and then they moved it from where it was in San Am to another area in San Am and then just created a really cool club Uh, so i went on holiday i was uh pretty drunk uh outside um and pring i was trying to get people into the bar when i shouldn't have been and um i did a good job i I feel i filled up the club the bar for the club uh so they were like well do you want to stay for the summer i was like absolutely Mm. um and i've started from flying the beaches yeah, yeah uh, one of those guys. Nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> one of them annoying people trying to sell you a boat party ticket. Yeah, um, where everyone thinks you're you're going to do them over, but uh, generally wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and getting people in the bar, working seven days a week. I think we'd start at nine till six a.m. Like mm. it's bonkers. Uh, worked pretty hard, but then gradually uh, grew up through the ranks within that business. Yeah. Um, but in the summer, I'd come home. Sorry, in the winter, I'd come home. And I'd uh, do just be doing labouring jobs, building stuff, waiting for the summer to kick in again. Yeah. And then on my last uh, summer, I, th- I did four years in Ibiza, I got asked to go to Ministry of Sound as the trainee manager. So I, bec- I obviously accepted it and yeah. went to Ministry of Sound. 
and uh nod mcdonoghue who is very high up in management with glastonbury and he's also director of ministry and uh hector dewer who's the coo um i was their trainee for a year um oh, it, mad mentors it, yeah, great <laughs> mentors it was an insane year because i had no idea what they're on about yeah um but just went along with it but i learned so much from them mm. um and then i suppose passed my traineeship uh and then was assistant manager then uh, a gen- assistant general manager uh and then i did um four years uh at ministry of sound and then after the four years i really wasn't um testing my creativity it was okay. like it was the same place same time yeah, yeah. same thing gets to that point. it's just and it was like i was just like this isn't for me I, like I, i'd be counting money at six in the morning in the mm. cash office and stuff and I, I just really thought i wanted to be more on the artistic side yeah so i left um i didn't have a job actually i left without having a job because i needed that space to find mm. work uh and i joined <clears throat> an artist agency called blueprint uh and it was quite like a techno roster okay um which i was into at the time but i'm more into house music but i loved it and i worked there and i worked with a few artists that defected had on their uh management company and i was their agent and then um i got a call off wes saunders who's now the managing director of defected and Glitterbox. Mm was like can you come in have a chat with simon and myself etc um and got offered the job uh for the events and dj marketing manager defected that's sick and then yeah since then i've just grown throughout that into events manager uh to head of events and now director of events and talent yeah have you seen it change a lot like over the years like that whole industry massively yeah insane amount of change it just in terms of how everything works and how artists can grow not purely because of their socials but it definitely helps a lot in terms of who you are as a person and what following you gather in terms of what you're worth is your tickets in terms of live events um but i'm still a firm believer everything starts with the music so yeah yeah definitely and if you like are you into music yourself like in terms of like do you make it i don't make music no no no, i I absolutely love music yeah Uh, like and um i feel that my work like house music is kind of my hobby yeah yeah. it's what i love to listen to i like to go out and have a party like it's everything and now it's a job it's um not saying partying's my job yeah yeah. but it's uh it's really really um it's part of it doesn't feel like work yeah yeah well that's like it's it's such a like a privilege to have a job that you're like oh this isn't really that much of a job for me like you were saying then before like you're like mega busy but it's obvious that you like it because you haven't just like jacked it in and be like, oh, I'll just take something that's less busy. Yeah, it like it's insanely busy and it is quite stressful. Well, it's mm. very stressful when things when things are full flow with like pre-COVID, but yeah. also during COVID, like it's even more stressful. Like yeah. do, where it's you're living in the world of unknown and are you going to have your job and and you yeah. just got to get really creative, which we did with the virtual live streams. Yeah, so tell me a bit about that because it's like you've you've taken the pandemic, which I, I guess a lot of people in the music industry have been like, fuck, yeah. what are we going to do for this next amount of time? Yeah. And you've just been like, well, we're just going to make something fucking sick out of this. And yeah. I, I saw something like it's your most turnover you've ever had in a year or something. Or is that, have I made that up? Uh, no, the, it, <laughs> our following has grown uh, yeah. an insane amount. So like, for example, we've gained 1 million followers on Facebook since January this year, Jesus. which is insane. Yeah, that's Like, mad. it's just a huge amount of people, all organic, nothing's paid, nothing's yeah. fake. Um, and we're just building our community, which lockdown actually allowed us to do. So pandemic hit, mm. we were like, fuck, we're fucked, like, what the fuck are we going to do? Mm. Um, and where Simon, myself, and Tom Coxhead, and James Kirkham all come together, it was like, right, what can we do? Well, we've live streamed our events before. So this was before mm. live stream was a big thing for every yeah. DJ, etc. Like we used to give our community, if you can't come, here it is. That's such a good thing to do. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and we'd always put it out for free, nothing was ever paid. Um, and we were like, let's do this. So we called up Ministry of Sound. We're like, look, it was like before the lockdown hit. Yeah. But social distancing was in place. And we were like, can we come and live stream a DJs from the box at Ministry of Sound, the main room, 
uh, all socially distanced, everything in order and put it out to the masses. And they're like, great idea. So we created artwork as if it was a real event. Yeah. Uh, we put it out all over social media and worldwide people, because it was like one of the first of its kind. Yeah. People were like, okay, cool. Zoom's just like popping off. Yeah. yeah. And everyone is creating a like groups of people dressing up in their glitter because it was a glitter box event. Yeah, well, yeah. it's glitter box and defected. And like they were, everyone was super gassed that they had something to do, like as mm. if they were going out. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we had some wicked DJs like Dave Lee and like Monkey, Sam Devine. Yeah. And they all come and um, Dan Shake. And they all come to the box at Ministry and all did their hour and a half hour. And I, it, yeah, like each, each one we've had has had millions and millions of views. And it's, I think it's just about being creative and not being set in your ways like oh shit that's us done now it's yeah. like okay let's move forward so we've we're essentially moving our business model so we're a new era media company not just a record label yeah so it's a bit more agile like you've you've essentially said like i suppose it, it may not necessarily have been about the money through covid but all of those millions of people that you've accrued as like followers like listeners like lovers of defected yeah that's going to pay dividends for years to come. Like we, all of your stuff sold out for the summer, right? Yeah, yeah, it has. But it, it's not about that. It's just about building the community. But that is right. And But we've never monetized on our uh, streams. streams whatsoever. Yeah. We, we've actually raised, uh, I, th- I think, oh, I think over a million pounds that's for nuts. different charities because of the live streams and partners that we've had. Yeah, so it's been really, really cool. Yeah. I, th- I think the best one, well, not the best one, but... One of the uh, outstanding ones was uh, DG's uh, 24 Hours, where we where we are. In, oh, yes, in, in the room. I remember, in, I remember in seeing that. In the main room. And, uh, yeah, he uh, literally for 24 hours stood there drinking tea and granola bars and eating granola bars <laughs> and DJ for 24 hours. And we raised, like, 80 grand in 24 hours, which is That's nuts. super achievable, yeah. It's yeah. really, really good. That's so cool. And, like, you said about, like, the community vibes. Yeah. Obviously, that's going to be coming back in a more, like, human yeah sort of human centered contact yeah capacity this summer yeah how important do you think that is for the community that that's coming back because you know like obviously you've made do for the last year yeah but now that the music's coming back the people are allowed back out kind of i think it's probably one of the most important things about a party mm. like we put on parties that's what we do yeah. we release music put on parties uh and the community for uh events is key so one of the best examples i can give is we've got a festival defected croatia Mm. and people who go there say they've never really experienced anything like that because it's such a family vibe there's no vip there's no backstage all the artists are walking around talking to everyone it's just like it's an adult's playground and it's fucking fun yeah um and people leave there and they create their own groups so i think there's a community a facebook community group which was created by one of the fans which has over forty thousand members of who all interact yeah. about this and this is nothing to do with us this That's is them decent. just like what about the thing and it, what about the events coming up we've heard the music being released and it's what they they're passionate about and that's yeah. i think building that community within your events and mm. which events allow you to build i think that's totally key it yeah. really is. It's like people have to feel something for your brand. Otherwise, why would they go? Yeah, yeah. Like community vibes. That's how people make cults. That's how people make exactly businesses. That. Like exactly that. Yeah. And it's yeah. And it's like we 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 aren't a selly business. It's like this mm. is what we do. If you like it, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's very much just like you're you're providing value. Exactly and that. Then and and it's not just for us. Obviously, loads of brands do that. And I think just in club culture in general. I think that's where I've met most of my friends. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd say a lot of people meet their friends who are strangers when they walk in and best mates when you leave. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, typical at a rave. It's like you. Yeah. Love you, man. Yeah. You just love them. <laughs> you just like got a bit more serotonin and loving you yeah. than you normally do. And you're just like giving people hugs and just kisses. a little just bit. <laughs> everyone's just like someone's in your face and they just like want to kiss you. And you're like, no, 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 no. You, this is. Get out of my face. Yeah. Bro. Get out of my face, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because that's, that's what, one of the reasons that why we're chatting today is yeah. about like that kind of side of things. Of like, course. Cause with, with like festivals, with events, with yeah. music, like with that, there, there comes drugs. And like I've yeah. always been really open on my podcast about that because basically if anything was ever to come out in the future and I'd be lying about it, 
Yeah. We're going to say, but if someone's like, yeah, Ed used to do pills and stuff at festivals. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've already spoken about it. Yeah, true. Um, and like raving is, is, I stopped because of my mental health. Yeah. Because I was just on it more often than not. Right. Okay. And I'd like, I'd go to a festival, wouldn't be able to like control myself or wouldn't. I'd get into a state that I see a lot of people getting into. Yeah, you're the um, guy front left. Yeah, yeah. just like, <laughs> just loved being there way right. too much. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Which then essentially affected your life outside of the party, for example. Yeah, massive. And really had an effect on you, like yeah. your mental health, anxiety, etc. Yeah, mate, the anxiety was so bad, especially after a weekend of, right. of like that kind of partying. That was what killed me off. Like in Mondays, yeah. I'd go into work and my, I, I used to call her my work mum. Yeah, old woman called Trudy. Not an old woman. Sorry, Trudy, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's like 50. Poor she Trudy, used, man. I know, I know. She's not old. She's quite fit, actually. Fit Trudy. <laughs> um, she used to be like, right, Ed, like, what have you done this week? And I'm like, oh, yeah. She's like, well, you don't help yourself, do you? And I was like, nah. And, uh, do you think this is highlighted enough, like, in the industry? Like, if you, because everyone knows that like, our oh, drugs are bad. People think it, drugs are bad because they'll they, kill you if you overdo it. They are bad. But, like, also, they can be done safely kind of they can if you want to they are bad <laughs> they're like they're illegal yeah uh, we don't condone them at our events but we're not stupid uh, yeah. we know in events people. around the world people do bring in drugs and people yeah. do take drugs at parties and it's a it's a really touchy subject because it's it, you do what you want it's, yeah, it's yeah. got nothing to do with me like what you do mm. but at the end of the day, I think you need to know your limits if you do do, and I think you need to really be respectful of your surroundings yeah. and the other people around you and the like the enforcers around you. So like like when I worked at Ministry of Sound, there'd be some occasions when the medical room would be full and it'd be too full, and it's like yeah. it's just it's not a great thing for for anybody, but we all know lots of people do it yeah but moving on from that side the mental health issue from it so i used to party loads so i used yeah. to be in Ibiza, I used to party probably every day right when i was 18 yeah, i'd hefty. just go I'd, but it would be it would be the normality in Ibiza, and it's like it's loads of fun i'm 18 i'm yeah like i'm living with like eight of my mates some people are living on a lilo on the floor <laughs> and it's just oh, it was, yeah, you're not it was a party that it, no you don't care <laughs> right but then as you get older it really does affect you and you <clears throat> got to really realize your limits and what you're doing to yourself i think it's that mm. that thing um it's called triggers um it's a book there you oh, go well, here we are we're, we're, we're ready a book in. yeah That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like triggers is like You'll, you'll wake up in the morning and yeah. you'll go, right, I am going to not drink for six weeks. Yeah. I'm going to go to the gym five times a week in the morning yeah. and I'm going to do this X, Y, Z. So you set out your plan. You're like all G'd up for it. Yeah. Then you're in a park and the sun's shining with your mates and all having a cider and you go, oh, do you know what? I'll do it tomorrow because that triggered your mind. The atmosphere around you has triggered you and you're like, do you know what? Fuck mm. it. I'm going to go have a beer. And then you just go straight back to where you were before what you've just got over and then now yeah. you're back in the same state that you had this plan to get away from yeah and it's it's a it's a thing it's it's your surroundings for yeah. sure it's like how how do you think do you look i i i know in terms of like it's everyone's own responsibility yeah. to look after themselves but like do you think there's anything that the music industry can do and to be like hey look if you're 25 and you're getting on the bag every weekend going to festivals you're gonna be sad like I know it's such an obvious thing and yeah. people think maybe like the downsides of, of doing drugs will be like right you can overdose and die or that I don't think people think about the whole like depression or the anxiety side of it yeah 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 well I, I think so yes like we're, we're at, us at Defective we're big advocates of uh, mind yeah, yeah, charity yeah, so that. we raise money it's really hot in here yeah it is might need to turn that off in a second sorry um, that's right. <laughs> I'll take this off yeah can I turn this off yeah, quickly yeah, mate, is that okay yeah yeah yeah, so you work you work with Mind. It's too hot in here. Let's get <laughs> mind is way too hot in here and I'm sweating. <laughs> um, and I think we we really work try and push this and mental health for the customers, but also within the music industry, which is yeah. super important because it's super intense. But the answer to your question is yes, I think 
the industry could do more for the mm. customer yeah uh in terms of like advice and awareness of what you might be getting yourself into if you're following this path etc and i, I yeah. do think there there's always room for more but i think especially in this industry i think we should really push yeah uh, a bit little further than what is currently happening yeah definitely i think it's one of those things like people like when you're in school you're kind of educated on it. it's like don't go to raves to do ecstasy and like they'll just be like right if you need that talk to frank it's always like old school adverts yeah but like it's like when your mum tells you not to do something you do it yeah you're like oh that just sounds good yeah I it's suppose it's bad do it but like don't do it too much because you might get a bit sad like it's all right to do every now and then at your like own risk yeah but just don't do it too much because you're gonna be sad yeah <laughs> no and it does and it, it really does it really like i've got a couple of friends who really struggle with depression and anxiety mm. and it, it is simply because they do too much drugs yeah and it's sad. It, and it's a hard rut to get out of but there is help out there mm. and like the biggest thing is i think as we all know is like it's like your mates your mates are key yeah like if you're not checking on your mates if like it doesn't takes two seconds to go like i haven't spoken to you in three days what's going on yeah like, do you need to tell me anything yeah or like do you need help or but then flip it you can always take you don't never be embarrassed if you're down and out and it's out the blue and you ne even know it never even happened before just message your mate and tell him what's going on yeah super important i always feel so like proud of my mates when they tell me if something's a little bit shit yeah like yeah, agreed i um I, I messaged a guy earlier i was like oh how's the new job going and he was like oh if like thanks for asking if i'm honest i'm struggling a bit and i was like mate thanks for telling me yeah it's like most people are like, oh yeah it's fucking great even if it's not like they don't want to say because they don't want to like burden other people but i don't know anyone who's like actually felt burdened yeah. by their friends telling them something it's also people's pride isn't it yeah no it's, one wants their pride mm. uh not down but yeah i agree i, I think it's <clears throat> really important to speak to people so from my side from an artist perspective so if you're a big dj yeah and you're predominantly traveling around the world on your own or you might be with a tour manager yeah so you you're up at five in the morning you get on the plane for example you go to ibiza you go play the gig on the friday night it's you in front of 5,000 people. You are the star of the show. Yeah. Everybody wants to be your mate. Everybody's watching you. You're the big I am. And then within half an hour of leaving that club, you're on your own in, yeah. a, in a hotel room. Like, boom, that's it because you've got to get another flight. Yeah, sad, Like at it? five, six in the morning. So if you're doing that consistently with the mm. massive ups and downs and you're getting on it. Yeah. Or, and like alcohol is the biggest drug. It's yeah, like yeah. If you're just drinking all the time with it it's going to affect you massively and yeah. that's one thing i think new up-and-coming artists who eventually will be doing traveling the world and playing in front of thousands of people i think it's like their mental health and health is the yeah. most important thing to look after yeah definitely and like artists i think artists in any form get their creativity from being a bit like sad i think yeah i, I think it really helps like yeah like, most of the songwriters like they'll they'll whack out an insane album like adele's album <clears throat> mate adele's been sad for years taylor swift's been aggressively never... <laughs> sad for years and she does really well it's so I many do of them so out. well i've been sad yeah i know i wish we could all do that well, i've done all right so since, since Absolutely. Been sad. and it sounds like you did for when when you were younger but um yeah, yeah it's it's mad like that artists actually go through that because everyone must just look at them and think oh your life's so easy exactly that and it, it's not yeah it's not like don't get me wrong they're doing what they love and like the popularity thing etc etc mm. but it's not all like it's not all glam like you're yeah. you're literally living in an airport living out of a suitcase away from your loved ones yeah it's like mad. yeah and some people are away for three months at a time yeah there's a lot of like just isolation i suppose that's exactly what it is. That. It's like it's quite, it can be lonely pandemic's probably not been that different for him apart from the fact they haven't had a massive crowd yeah yeah, yeah. exactly that and like oh, the pandemic has affected our industry massively obviously mm. like in terms of money wise for artists like yeah you could have an artist who was earning a huge amount of money but they had a huge amount of outgoings which they could afford yeah no. and then the money <clears> stops and then there's no way of getting out of paying that money that you, the outgoings that you put yeah. in place, i.e. a big mortgage, a nice car, etc. Yeah. And then what happens? 
it's it's not been an easy well nearly well year Most and a quarter year, isn't it? Uh, well yeah. over a year yeah so do they do artists make most of their money from touring or is it from like downloads and stuff different streams? different yeah. so some are just purely t- uh, touring artists who yeah. are real big personalities amazing music that they play out and get crowds going um but the way that it normally works is that you you create a couple of hits and <clears throat> like people go like, shit your music's brilliant and then you start touring as an artist and people yeah. want to experience what they hear on the radio or through their spotify live it's yeah, yeah turning yeah. it into that live aspect yeah. and just having somewhere just pumping their arms at the front yeah exactly fun. yeah like yeah. you front left yeah 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 <laughs> i was no i was always at the back oh. <laughs> quick quick escape mate i wasn't that bothered about being that close so i've been like that just gone yeah yeah but yeah. um yeah so that's that's good i think like addressing the the drugs and mental health and and, and that's sweet but like i want to go back to to you a bit in terms of your like progression because obviously you've got a job now that like i said in an email the other day like a lot of people consider it like a a dream a dream job um because you you're what what's the t- what's the job title now um director of events and talent yeah um it's yeah no it's it's uh it's a great job to have mm. super proud of it i've worked incredibly hard for it though yeah um but for me i, I think it just like it never ends there though you're not like right cool nah, you're there you like you're always it. you never reach where you really want to be because yeah what you reach what you thought was your dream three years ago there's obviously more out there yeah um so yeah it it, it is one of my dream jobs what i'm currently doing yeah so there's definitely uh more scope out there more to do but um at this moment in time it's uh it's it's yeah it's a lot of fun it's really rewarding mm. um but yeah i just need to get live back yeah yeah I jesus bet. i bet <laughs> director of events that don't exist yeah yeah just <laughs> virtual free events <laughs> brilliant just like uh, out you go come running, on running live workouts on instagram for free <laughs> work it <laughs> so um what what do you reckon has been the thing that's like pushed you in your career then because I'm going to assume that people listening to this podcast like will be like, right, well, how do you get to that position? Um, for me, it, obviously, it's passion. Mm. Um, I've always, I've always liked winning. Yeah. In a weird way, I like, I'd be fu- like, I'm a good loser, but I fucking inside, I'm fuming. Yeah. yeah like, okay. If I come second, <laughs> right? so you're a good liar. <laughs> <when> you lose. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very good liar. Um, but it's, yeah, for me, I, it was like, I still have some goals that I've not reached, like loads of goals that I haven't reached, but goals that I had six years ago that I'm still not reaching. And I think it's about proving to yourself the, the maximum of what you are capable of as a person. Mm. Like, and I've, so I, I knew myself, like I needed to get more out into the industry. I needed to network yeah. my ass off. I had to really get out there and make a name for yourself and yeah. meet people so like for example like when i first joined affected i didn't really know many of the artists and it took a year or so for mm. people to get used to you and they're like and then it, like some of them are like my closest friends now yeah and it's just about being consistent i think yeah so you just i really do sound and, and, and it, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly just be <laughs> just be a good person work hard don't be scared of change recognize change which is a really mm. important one don't just be stuck in your ways or what you want to do, how you felt it was going to go. Um, yeah. Because that's never the route you're it's ever going to be. So Yeah. How, where have you recognised that? Like through your... Well, career? like, just for, like, for example, like I wanted, I wanted to own my own club. Yeah. I worked at Ministry of Sound because I wanted what, uh, like when I worked at Ibiza, my cousin owned the club. Yeah. So it was great. Went to Ministry of Sound. Fuck that yeah so now i'm like right shit so that's eight years done trying to get one thing and that's now not what i want how do i change my role how do i get myself out there into a completely new world a new industry and how do i make a name for myself in that Mm. how do i become more creative how do i get involved with the artists more um and luckily for me within the industry so i've got the operations side things agency side of things and booking side of things now so it's all goes in nicely in overarching events so then i have a team who do ops i have a team who do 
um, agency and obviously a team that do bookings. Okay, so, so you got people for everything now. Hey, you got people for everything. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's it's one of those things like people will have a goal, and I was actually reading this in a book called Think Again mm. by this guy called Adam Grant. And he said he had a cousin, and all, all of his family members like, they just wanted a doctor in the family. Right, and eight grandchildren gone by, no one's a doctor. One of them got a doctor in like some something that's not actually a doctor. You yeah. know, yeah. to get a PhD in something not real, and um. The one guy was like, right, I'm going to be a doctor. That was what he was going to do from when he was five years old. And he got through medical school and he was like, oh, this is actually a bit shit, but I've got to be a doctor. got to stay on the path. And then he went and did like a placement as like a neurosurgeon, like to operate on people's brains. He's like, I fucking hate this, but I've got to stay on the task, stay on the task. No way. <clears throat> Gets to like 35 and he's like mega depressed because he's like, I don't want to be a doctor. Yeah. I wanted to change my mind, but I was too stubborn to do it. Yeah. I think being agile, yeah. like defected as like you have, yeah. To be able to say this was the goal, but I'm now I don't I want to go around that, I want to do something different. Yeah. It's so important. I think some people are just so stubborn with it. Agreed. It's, it's accepting change that like the perfect example is the Hackney cabs mm. and Uber. Yeah. Stuck in their ways, weren't forward thinking, had a chance. Uber have taken over. Yeah. Um in a music way, it was uh physical sales to streaming. Mm. Nobody thought it was gonna pick up. Everybody who saw it and was like, shit, this is going to take over. They're the ones who strived. Yeah. And the ones who were stuck in their ways, just like going, no, that, like you can't change the industry. Mm. Are the ones that get left behind. Yeah. It's crazy. That. I bet there's so many examples. I yeah. always think about that with like cryptocurrency and stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, surely that's only going to get bigger by the time it's like 2050. I, I'm a firm believer. Are you? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To the to the moon, is it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I I do enjoy uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah. I do think it's only going to get bigger. It's going, I, I it's going to be well. huge. I'm like a big. I love gambling. I don't do it, <laughs> but that's because poker I love night it. with your mates. Wouldn't do it because I'd be like, what? Right, not even a poker night with your mates. Probably not. Right, it's my car keys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like. <laughs> yeah, it would be keys to my mum and dad's house yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like gambling and stuff like that was huge for me so i avoided crypto for ages right and then i just put some money in it a couple months ago because i just i had some there and i was like i'm willing to lose it if it all goes to shit yeah and i put it in there now it's up by like a grand i'm like oh this is sad. yeah it's good <laughs> it, it is a gamble though crypto. yeah yeah like, not, yeah we, we won't get into that but yeah it, it, it's mad it, it give you a massive high like you can go up 10 grand a day you can go down 50 grand in a week yeah it's like it's like it's like a calculated risk, yeah. Which is like gambling, but with a little bit more odds in your side. Yeah, you're just favor. betting on technology, really. Exactly. Technology's all and only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's mad. I don't know how so we've gone to crypto. <laughs> what else were we going to talk about? That was your fault. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, right. Books that you like. Books that I like. Mm. Um, my favourite book ever is what they don't teach you at Harvard Business School. Okay. So for me, I feel like I can reflect on that book and the way I work massively. Yeah. Uh, I was awful at school. Yeah. I got no grades, like nothing. I was a bit of a naughty kid. Mm. And I, I don't know, I was just, a, I, was a, I wasn't a rebel. I just... Just a bit of a little shit. Sometimes. Just a shit. Yeah. 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 Like between the class clown and the naughty boy. Yeah. One yeah. in between. Yeah. <laughs> the one who G's up the naughty boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just make them do all of the bad stuff. Um, <laughs> no, but it's what they don't teach you at Harvard Business School is all about people skills. Okay. So how to read people. So if you're going for a pitch, like how to read people in terms of are they really confident and storming around and they want you to look up at them or are they really mm. timid and nervous um, okay. and how to approach deals in a certain way. I think one of the best examples was Pepsi was pitching for Burger King. It's like, we're better than Coca-Cola. We, mm. We'll do this. And they were like, no, no, no. They were like, right, let's change approach. We're both second best. They were like, what do you mean? It's like, well, you're second best McDonald's and we're second best Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. We should work together. And then they got the job. So it's just, it. yeah, it's good, right? <laughs> so it's all, it's, it's just about not what you've been taught. It's just about your people skills, how you mm. push your energy into making yourself and striving to be a better person in yeah. what you do. And 
kind of getting what you want. Like you, you need to push for what you want. And, yeah, yeah, and be successful. Yeah, definitely. That's, it sounds like it's a bit of a, like a book on how to just cut the shit. It's fully that. Yeah, it's fully that. But it's also it also talks about like when you're in a meeting, for example. Like nobody's ever gone out of meeting and said he didn't say anything, but people mm. left the meeting went fucking hell. He went on. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to listen. Like it, you, there's always a second chance for that meeting for you to then excel. Yeah. Like there's lots of lot. The, the book's amazing, and it really, really does um, open your eyes up into terms of mm. like how to act within business, I suppose. Yeah. And in business like, meetings. Easy to apply. Like, really, really, really good, and everything mm. makes sense. Like for example, the pepsi and burger king thing it's like that makes total sense yeah just take the different approach you don't need to be number one to get it yeah really clever really yeah. good i like that so what they don't teach you at harvard business what's school. your favorite book my favorite book? oh yeah we're throwing it back i've obviously read quite a few books now oh, so, so, so 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 that question to me what's your is, saying you don't read book you're a shit no 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 no, no. read books <laughs> and don't be a piece of shit there you go it's <laughs> like it's pretty good life advice it's, right? it's great yeah no one like you're, I think it's you're big thing. I don't have I don't have I don't have time to read a book and you're like bollocks. Yeah. I'm not, well, so here's a thing that I've thought of recently. So people who are like mums that are like, oh, I haven't got time to read because I've got kids. I'm like, nah, do you know what? You should be fucking reading because your kids are gonna look at you reading your book. Yeah. And they're gonna be like, I want to copy mummy. Exactly. Or you're gonna learn something that you could then teach your kid that'll save them countless fucking hours of ag in the future. Yeah. So I'm like I don't want to hear that shit anymore. And I've and I've I've only recently got to this stage where I'm like, nah, I'm not having that shit. Yeah. I'm gonna just be like, right, this is how it is in my world. You, yeah. I might be wrong, but I'm gonna wager that I'm right. Well, it's your just world. Force it on people. You have to. But my favorite book. Give me give me a subject or like what would you want where where in your life do you what, need to what's improve your it what's your favourite non fiction book? It's a non fiction, that's basically all the books i read but the first one i'd started with was a subtle art of not giving a fuck and that one for me was just huge because it just taught me about values yeah taught me about how to just not care about the shit that doesn't need caring about you mm. know when people just mindlessly worry about things or are concerned about like if i was concerned about what the builders in here thought of my t-shirt like people care about that but yeah you wouldn't ever need to care about it <clears throat> it's similar to like uh, don't sweat the small stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, that I think vibe. so. They're all very similar yeah. non-fiction books. And yeah. it's I'm kind of realising now. I'm like, I'm Wait a minute, is this the same author? Yeah, it's like the same experiments are brought up, the same sort of data is brought up, and the same kind of concept is brought up throughout. So I'm trying to le- read like a little bit more fiction now. Yeah. Because you can, you can read a fiction book and just hallucinate. Of course. A film in your head. And I'm like, how the... F- yeah. This has been there this whole time. I've just been watching someone else's interpretation of a story. Yeah. So that's like how Or then flip it. Now. Some people don't like to watch the film. Yeah. Because they've got their own imagination of what they yeah. look like and what everything... Yeah. No, everyone's like, oh, man, that, the, the film was not as good as the book. <laughs> and it's like, shut up, mate. Like, sometimes the film is way better than the book. <laughs> but probably not even read the book. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, just one of those people. I, I, I hate the book snob. The book snobbery in, in the world. It's like... like you didn't grow up like reading books, did you? No, no, no. But, like, what, what? I was made forced to read books, but but I I like to read. I read on planes. Mm. Um, I probably when like in a peak year, I'll probably do over a hundred flights. Yeah, uh, and I need Something to keep to. keep well keep going, and like I don't just want to sit there watching films. Like yeah. that's not my vibe. Because like, the book's I, better than the film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but the like no, it's like. I don't really watch much TV. Yeah. Like I, I, I like to socialise or I'll read a book or yeah. like I don't mind playing FIFA. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's like, it's just like just keeping yourself active, you know? Yeah. I can't really watch TV either, you know? I think Apart from just... Line of Duty. I do like Line oh, of mate. Duty. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. It's amazing, right? <laughs> I was, I was. Um... I hope Kate, I hope Kate's all right. Shit. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. No, you've seen the next one though, right? Oh shit! Yeah, no, no, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have. I have. I was thinking, what? Wait, wait episode what, six. Wait, yeah. What? Because that's what episode I was saying. <laughs> I'm not gonna ruin it now. So, but I was, I was asleep. Woke up and there are these like LED lights in my girlfriend's room, and I've like turned over and there's a, like a bouquet, bouquet. Yeah. Bouquet of flowers there. Yeah, just 
a bunch. And I swear, who, whoever, like, the main Scottish, like, director in, in the policing, his face was, like, out one day. I was like, I've been watching this too much. <laughs> like, what, could, in the bouquet? Yeah, it was just, like, a perfect shadow of, like, the side of his face. And I was oh. like... This is too much now. I can't. I can't keep watching stuff like this. Cause I get obsessed with it, mate, and I can't watch yeah. anything about the police. Cause I just get angry at like the criminals yeah. in the world. Like anything about paedophiles, I'm like, right, I'm gonna be a vigilante paedophile hunter. I'm just like, <laughs> I can't do it. It's, yeah, it's it why you need to. Like, I just, I'm it, safer it, with books. <laughs> it is quite deep for sure. It is. Um, how do we just get there? How know, do we get to Line I don't of Duty? Know. You, oh, I think I brought that one up. Yeah, you did. So li- listen to a podcast with Bitcoin and Line of Duty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is rogue com- compared to the other ones. Drugs, Line of Duty, and FIFA, <laughs> and a bit of cryptocurrency <laughs> in there. Um, so we've spoken about what you don't teach at Harvard Business School. Yeah. What else? Uh, so at ministry with Hector and Nod. Mm-hmm. They made me read a book. It's a really short book. Who moved my cheese? Yeah. Um, it's by an author called Doctor Spencer Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did just read that little That's bit. That's right. Um, and it's about um, so you, you have two mice, two small people, uh, and there's a maze, and they've got to go and find cheese. The two small people they go and find their shrine of cheese. Uh, they go there every, the same route every day. Yeah. They eat the cheese to go back or whatever. And then over time, that cheese disappears. Yeah. So then they're only used to that one route. They're stuck in their ways. They think it's going to come back. Yeah. And it's not. So it goes back to what we were talking about, adapting to change yeah, and yeah. how everything, um, you really do need to be up for taking different avenues and for seeing that coming so you yeah. need to be like right i think <clears throat> this might be a thing you've got to take calculated risks yeah and um and then yeah it's it's just literally about people who are stuck in the ways no this will come back and then they go on a, a on another trail then they find a little bit more and then they stick to that route then it goes again yeah. it's all about just changing your routes like yeah, how yeah. how you approach stuff it's like fine this is good okay we know that's there let's go another yeah. route and find a little bit more yeah just to, for a safer option etc yeah because um, like one of them keeps moving exactly and the other one keeps going back to the same place he's like fucking hell he, exactly. he's not hungry exactly exactly <laughs> like, like i'm that. starving but it was it was actually a really really good like introduction to that way of thinking yeah for me yeah uh, reading that book and that, yeah that stuck with me forever yeah it's interesting like you say that was an introduction to that way of thinking because i think a lot of people think about reading as if it's like you have to read as if it's like a little echo chamber of ideas that are just confirmation bias what you already think you read that and then you just get that reinforced reinforced yeah but these new ideas can like change like who moved my cheese is so relevant for your last year of business exactly that who knows if you didn't read that book you might be like sat on your hands like fucking hell that was a tough year wasn't it yeah, that, like, that was ours yeah, yeah. Oh. no that's it that's the thing and it it's like it can be it can be anything it could be what you read what you listen to mm. etc it's like just changing your ways like can really lead the path for, for your career yeah to become successful and like yeah just like like knowledge is king it's it's super important and taking things on that people that you look up to and aspire to be for example if they're giving you advice take it on board it might yeah. seem, it might seem absolutely ridiculous at the time yeah so I'm, I'm there like going fucking who moved my cheese yeah like, yeah fuck off yeah like reading it and it then, listen the, to house music mate yeah <laughs> come on um but then it's over time you're like fuck like this is mm. amazing practice for life yeah definitely like, it's really really good definitely do you, do you think like the people that you hang around with because obviously the further you've got on like in your career yeah the, like probably the more successful people you've been hanging around with like the directors of ministry of sound yeah they weren't there when you're handing out tickets on the beach nah like, or getting pushed into a pool or being pushed into a pool or anything <laughs> like that like do you think that side of like hanging out with people that are successful driven like similar sort of goals or like people that you want to be like do you think hanging out with them has had like a massive impact I, I think that is again one of the most important things for anybody yeah. it's like you are who you chill with yeah. Um, and I, I'm a firm believer of that. So I live with three of my best mates and Dennis is um, head of bookings and marketing at Ministry of Sound. Yeah. You've got Sam Sparrow, who's a marketing genius. 
he's he's just left affected actually yeah uh, i can't tell you where he's going but he's mm. going moving on to do some huge stuff oh cool and jody layton who was like all f- four of us our best mates she was the booker at pasha uh, yeah. and she's got some massive stuff in the in in the pipeline so surrounding yourself with driven people who have made themselves yeah. being them and how they do it i think that's why we gravitate towards each other yeah um makes a huge difference like if they were just chilling at home all day fucking not training scratching eating scratching yeah things, doing yeah. nothing going oh sweet right i'm a fur- furlough and i'm gonna do nothing yeah it's like you just need to be really forward thinking right okay mm. thankful for furlough this is amazing but how do i then progress myself forward? yeah forward? that's just a random example yeah yeah, yeah of course how wait. how have um have your mates changed like since school then yeah Quite a bit i don't i've got one friend yeah uh from school like yeah. i have i have one friend his name's charlie gray and he's uh Child, charlie gray he's uh <laughs> ah, he's uh he's an incredible hairdresser yeah so like he's on the equivalent so for example music mix mag yeah. he's on the equivalent of front covers of hairdressing magazines oh sick like he's really really big good to have on side then because you've got a decent bar mate. wow this is not decent <laughs> this is awful um I, I i don't know what to do whether to grow it or it's not been cut since last march Fair so i for, like persevere yeah but yeah anyway back to charlie Fuck yes. my <laughs> just so you know um and it's like he's he's the only friend but he he's like he's so driven similar insane. sort of minds yeah, yeah and he and he has like he has like an educating platform where he does all his tutorials oh, cool. and he has thousands of subscribers and yeah, he's just on it. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's weird because like a lot of people will, will message in like, oh, how do you like navigate like leaving friendship groups or like, or not spending so much time with people that you used to spend like when I came back from traveling, they're like, how, how do you do that? I'm like, well, like you don't actually have to be mates with all these people that you've been mates with since you were 10 years old. Like, yeah. And I don't think it even needs to be like an explicit conversation of like, ah, oh, um, we don't really fit each other's lives anymore. Let's not be mates. It's just simply a case of just like fucking let it drift, yeah, and just get on with yeah. your life. And, and it's not a bad thing. No, not at like, all. If it's not meant to be, you're better off without. Yeah, and like that doesn't just go with friends, you know. Like this might sound a little deep, but there can be family members who are dragging you down. Just drift mm. away. Like you don't need that shit in your life. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, like, that is true. It really is. It's like, obviously, not your mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah she's uh, on, she's been, they've all been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's 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 true. Just let yourself, let just, you don't need to fall out. Yeah. You just, you just don't need to talk every day. Yeah, yeah. And be with true. them every day. It's and then just, you naturally drift apart. They're probably not that arsed. Yeah. You're probably not that arsed. It's just a really sly way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like slither off into the distance, you know, you, you'd be all right. Slither off. Yeah. I always say to my sister, I'm like, yeah, mate, I choose to have you around. Like, this isn't a blood thing. I'm like, I just think you're sound. Yeah. So you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> like my sister, she's my best mate. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, that's ledge. Yeah, it's good. It's important. Yeah. Like, family is key and it is important. But if there's a dickhead, yeah, just sliver off. Yeah. <laughs> well, let them do it. If they're, if they're exactly. <laughs> nice nice right before we before we wrap this up is there anything else that you've got on your on your list of books that you think well there was one i mentioned earlier it's called triggers by marshall goldsmith um which hit a little bit of a nerve me so i have an addictive personality yeah and i i love to go out boozing with my mates yeah and i if i have one beer it's not enough if i have two it's too many yeah and it's then i i i won't stop Mm. so having that mindset of you need to understand that the environment around you is there to trigger your senses to do mm. what you've not planned to do yeah. and it's being able to control that is what i struggle with like to this day like yeah. i Sounds i've good. got a rubber arm <laughs> yeah like literally it's like do you want a beer nah go on all right okay so you just you done. don't have to ask you twice literally that's me done and then it'll be on a tuesday afternoon Mm. and i'm like for fuck's sake on wednesday morning like i've got a really busy day and i was <laughs> up to one boozing yeah in a pub and i'm about 150 quid lighter is it a, is it about like addiction or is it about habits or is it like, what, <sighs> i don't I, do you know what it's not definitely not an addiction because no. uh like i stopped smoking two months ago and it was literally yeah. like right i'm i'm done 
Yeah. I, don't I, I didn't mean with the booze. I mean about the book. Oh, <laughs> right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you focus on that bit a bit. Like, oh, no, 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 it's definitely not Oh, the bloody book right. again. I, I quit smoking, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, the book, no, it's, it, it's just about breaking, breaking that habit. Okay, nice. Of like things that trigger you, understanding what triggers you. And if yeah. you have a plan for the next month or whatever, stay away from it. Yeah. Like it's just adapting your lifestyle in stuff that are dragging you down. Yeah. And like this stuff, like it does drag you down. And it's like what you've planned not to do. And that's why you're doing all these healthy things. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like we said, you're back at square one. Yeah. And it's because of the environmental triggers. Yeah. It's a good book, man. That'll be a, for a lot of people coming up nowadays because like, there'll be people who'll be like, oh, it's sunny. I'm going to go out and have a couple of drinks. Oh, it's sunny. I'm going to have a couple of drinks. And then it's sunny all summer, hopefully. Yeah, um, fingers crossed. Yeah, and everyone's just going to be pissed all the time and then but they'll be like hating themselves on a Monday. Yeah, exactly that. So it's back to your mental health point. Yeah. It's really important to understand these triggers and you don't need to do it all the time. No. Look after yourself. Be healthy. Um, but again, there's nothing wrong with going out and having a drink with your mates. Yeah. Oh, Don't mate. get me wrong. Yeah, but definitely not. As long Especially as... not for you. Do you want to go down now? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, but yeah, that, I think, yeah, those three are my, by far my favourite books. Nice. Sick. Well, mate, thank you so much for your time. Today. Thank you for it's having like, me. Really, this really cool. a sick place. Like, it's a cool studio, eh? Yeah. It's I cool. wish I knew someone about how to like, play music. <laughs> I wish that Mac would fit my bag so I could steal it. <laughs> Get on the production desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah mate. Thanks for that's, having uh, us in there. Luke Solomon's there. I think he, he's a wizard. So yeah, mate. That um, but thank sick. you so much for having me on. Really, yeah. really do yeah. appreciate it. it Where was, can uh, people find you? Where can people find Defected? I imagine Defected is at Defected. At Defected <laughs> Records, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Instagram and Defected, uh, or Defected on fa Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, and okay. across all music platforms, etc. Sick. Yeah, and man. you, uh, George Dot Dot W yeah. Dot Pritchard. <laughs> there you go. Dot. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick it in the description. <laughs> Sound. That's how cool I am. Right, nice one. Cheers, mate. Thanks, man. Well, thank you so much for listening. As always, you absolute legends. If you want to be even more of a legend, please do drop a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars is fine. With a nice comment is even better. It's mucho appreciated. It just means that when guests look, they see that I'm legit, which is obviously very important that I get validation from guests. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. You're all absolute legends. As always, if you need therapy, you know where to go. The link is in the description. Or if you want to buy a book bag or anything like that, just head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash a need to read and you can get your very own need to read book bag, which is actually just a tote bag with the words, this is my book bag on it. It's nothing special, but they're pretty cool. You're all legends. Once again, love you, bye.